Welcome back to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. Today we're discussing what it's like to join Victoria Police straight from high school and what you can do to make yourself more competitive if you are a younger applicant. Today I'm joined by Senior Constable Katie Carlton and Constable Ty Bentley and we'll be talking about their experiences as younger applicants. Thanks so much for joining me. So before we dive into the episode, I'd love to know how old were you both when you applied? So Katie? I was 19. Awesome. And Ty? I was 18. Great. So it'd be really interesting to hear your insights having both applied straight out of high school. And to start, I'm actually interested to know a little bit about your journey and what inspired you to apply. Ty, let's start with you because you're quite new in the role. What motivated you to submit an application and what have you been doing since graduating? I've always wanted to join since I was in primary school. It was always something that was there in my mind that I wanted to join Victoria Police. Um, I did VCE. However, I did that VCE unscored because I didn't want to do exams and I just wanted to get the certificate so that I could apply. Um, At the moment, I'm a general duties police officer, but I have worked booze buses and now I'm currently at my station. Great. That's really interesting. And Katie, what about you? Yeah, so mine's a little bit different. I grew up in the country, which was very um, community orientated. So I wanted to give something back. Um, I used to also do firefighting up there, um, which is something that I always really liked the field with the emergency services. Um, I did five years of general duty um, all over Victoria and then I've jumped straight into highway patrol. So I've always wanted to go to highway patrol. It's something that I wanted to do when I first joined. And what was your experience at the academy like? I know it's probably been a little while since you were there. But yeah. Do you remember what it was like being young in the academy? Yeah. So it was um it was interesting. It was it was my first experience being away from home. So I went straight into there. Um, it was a bit daunting because I was one of the youngest there. Like my squad, I think I was uh, I was nineteen, and then our oldest member was fifteen. 55 so they used to call me a baby and he was papa so it was it was a little bit interesting but it was fun it was got I got to meet some amazing people because I lived in as well which made it a bit more of a experience which I highly recommend living in it was really good and what about you Ty um, I was a live out when I was at the academy so I joined in the February so I had just turned 19 when I went into the academy My squad was very varied in age, so I was the youngest and the second youngest was 21 and then that ranged all the way up until someone was in their 50s. So, yeah, again, we had that similar relationship. I was the baby of the squad, but I loved it because everyone had different stories to tell, everyone had different backgrounds, we all come from different places, but we're all there to do the same job, so I just found that quite incredible. And you both mentioned that sort of variety of age. Um, So I guess it is important for 18 and 19-year-olds who are thinking of applying that it is inevitable that you will be applying with people who are in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s who do have a lot of life experience. So while we're not looking for the most life experience, we're looking for the right applicant. But there are several things you can do while you're at school that can build that life experience. Customer service experience, uh, community-based volunteering, being involved in team sports and travel are all things that can help you gain experience and expose you to a wide range of different people and communities. What sort of experience did you both have before applying? Katie, we'll start with you. Yeah, so like I said, I had firefighting, so I worked with an older crew, um, which kind of kind of helped. So I was like the youngest there as well. I think I was 18. Um, worked, I think the second one, second one up was like 35. So I was very young then. They kind of looked after me. Um, then I jumped into, I also was doing hospitality. So I've always worked hospitality um, growing up. So I've always dealt with aggressive and 
they're lovely, polite people as well. So it's always a different field there. Um, and then I've also dealt with um, childcare, which was another interesting um, field, working with some parents that uh, didn't like things being dealt the way that we did things. Yeah, it's great to see that you had a lot of different sort of experience before mm-hmm. you did apply. And Ty, what about you? Did you have any customer service experience or anything like that? Yes, I did. I started at McDonald's when I was 14 and nine months. So I started working as early as I could because I was really keen to get a part-time job. Um, while I was at McDonald's, I was given the opportunity to do a certificate three in retail. So I took that opportunity with both hands and jumped straight into that course and got it done. And that course allowed me to jump into management roles. So I worked my way up in the chain. After a while, I decided that maybe Macca's wasn't so much for me anymore. I went as far up as I could go in my mind. So I moved on to a cafe in South Morang and I was working at the cafe and then that was only one month before I joined at the academy so I wasn't there for very long. Most of my experience was at McDonald's and other than that I just took on a lot of leadership roles and that helped a lot. It's great to say that you both had that really strong customer service background. Customer service and volunteering are you know things that I've mentioned that you can work on while you're at school and really help develop key skills and attributes like communication, teamwork, conflict resolution, leadership and community mindedness. So just how important are communication skills in your role, Katie? Oh, they're 100%. Communication is the key. Um, I believe also coming from the country as well, I kind of, we have a bit more of, we are so used to probably talking. Um, so it kind of does help. Like it was something that we did notice through the academy, the kids that are from the country focused, they can kind of keep a conversation and have it going a bit more. Um, it's helped in stressful situations. So I remember dealing with probably, oh, was it back in 2013? I had a suicidal female and was able to talk her down and um, get her to come with me. So, um, And what about you, Ty? Have you found that communication is something that's really important to how you work? I believe it's really important. It's really important in resolving disputes, especially with family violence being up there at the moment and we're dealing with it every day. There's that many disputes on your plate when you start work. It's always going to be there. So I believe that it's the most important thing that we have on our tool belts. It's great to hear that you yeah, both feel that communication is super important. And I think it also kind of goes hand in hand with conflict resolution. Katie, you did mention before that you've dealt with aggressive drunk customers and you've had to you know, use those conflict resolution skills. Mm-hmm. How important is it in your role? Not every day. So 100% it's every day. So it's probably the, the easiest tool that I've taken from being in the job, like, you know, you'll treat someone the way you want to be treated. So sometimes I have aggressive customers in public that wants to have a go at you and you just go, hang on, whoa, stop, just calm down for a bit. I'm not speaking to the way like that. So I'll treat you the way you want to be treated and go from there. So it helps once you kind of engage with them and then bring them back down, they're like, oh, actually, you're not a bad copper. So, And what about you, Ty? You have to use it every day. I feel like you treat everyone the way you'd want one of your family members to be treated, then I believe you're doing a good job, especially when you can find some common ground with, you know, your offenders or just people that you're speaking to in the community. If you find something that they like and you can channel in on that thing that they like, so say, for example, football, if, you know, they're kicking off and then you bring up, you know, what football team do you barrack for? Sometimes that's all it takes to bring that person right back down and you can get them back on side. So I believe that it's really important when resolving conflict and, you know, we use it every day. So it then becomes our bread and butter. Fantastic. That's really great to hear from you both. 
Now, younger applicants often ask if there are specific subjects they should be studying that will help them with their application. So if you are under 21, you do need to have completed your VCE or senior VCAL or equivalent. However, there are no subject requirements. So this also relates to people at uni or those thinking about studying criminology or forensics. As there is no requirement for the role to have prior knowledge, this studying will not fast track your application. Once you graduate, everyone does go into a general duties police officer role for about two to four years. So what does that mean? Um, Ty, you're in that role now. What does a general duties police officer do? A general duties police officer is the first responder. You're first on nearly every scene. So when you first leave the academy, you're considered a P-set. So you're in your probationary period for a matter of 18 months, I believe that it is. And after you graduate the academy, you move straight onto booze buses with a place called RPDAS. And you'll go out on the road and learn how to deal with people that are affected by drugs or alcohol. You also go off to State Highway Patrol and do two weeks with them and learn how to write up your tickets and, again, speak to people and engage in conversations with impaired drivers. And I believe that once you leave the academy, you always have that support by your senior members whilst you are a PSET and in your probationary period. So I believe that you've always got that support around you while you are a general duties police officer. And Katie, you've been in general duties and now on highway patrol. What's the difference in those roles? Oh, it's massive. So um, general duties, it's good. Like they're the first responders to everything. So in the highway patrol, so we take up the bigger scenes. So general duties will probably go to, say, a big collision first and then we'll take over from there. So um, we just kind of guide them through um, and we just get the handover from them. And then we mainly deal with all road trauma. So it's completely different where general duties will deal with absolutely everything. So they could go first response to a murder and then they're the ones that have got to then work out, oh, I'm going to get CI or I've got to get the homicide squad in or and then, say, even a fatal, um, got to get MCIU. Like another thing as well, I've also done temporary duties with the major collision, which was awesome for me. So I just was, like, shadowed under them. So it was kind of cool to see what they do. Like with the Highway Patrol, I highly recommend um, go and do three months or six months with them because that's pretty much their bread and butter. We follow everything what they do. So it was pretty good. Definitely sounds interesting and and also sounds like there's a lot of diversity within the role going from general duties to highway patrol and even within highway patrol there's quite a lot of diverse sort of yep. ways you can go with your career and diversity is uh, something that's really important to Victoria Police and this includes diversity of age. So do you think there's any benefits to yourself that you've noticed joining at a younger age, Katie? Yeah, 100% as well. Like I um, I grew up quite quick. Um, I don't, don't regret it. Some of it I wish probably a little, I could have gone and done a little bit more travelling and stuff, but I wouldn't have been able to get where I am today. So I got my house when I was quite young. I was um, 23 when I got it. So like we did start off with a good wage and then, yeah, kind of work towards that. And then I've been able to travel now. We get nine weeks a year. You can join it with your mid-cycle. Um, so you can push it together so that it equals nearly three months off. So if you really want to go travel, you can go and travel. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much endless. Yeah, I would love to have that much leave. <laughs> um, what about you, Ty? Yeah, I believe that it makes you grow up a lot quicker too because being, you know, 18 and 19 like Katie and I, you're solving people's problems that are a lot older than you, especially like what I was saying before with the disputes. You're going to people that are old enough to have families and you're made to sort out their problems even though you're quite younger, but they don't know that. You're still the police in their eyes. You're, you're They are looking to you for some sort of help and 
when we're talking about the benefit sides of things, I believe that it's really good wages for a young person and you get really good benefits. You do get nine weeks off in leave. So that gives you the opportunity to go traveling. It gives you that work-life balance. I just believe that it's really, really good benefits within being within Victoria Police. Yeah, speaking of those wages and benefits, they are something that's really appealing for younger people. Uh, for starters, you do get paid from day one at the academy, uh, which means you're not accruing a hex debt. And once you graduate, you're looking at taking home about 70000 a year, which is a really good wage for someone who's straight out of school. So we've spoken about different areas you can gain experience in while you're studying and about your experiences as younger applicants yourselves. But what advice would you give to other people who are wanting to apply and they're younger like yourself when you applied? Ty? I just believe that you need to be real. Uh, in the psych, tell the truth and don't overthink your answers. Say what's at the front of your mind and I believe that that will always be the truth every single time. And Katie, what about you? Yeah, don't be afraid. Just give it a go. Like, um, you've got nothing to lose. Give it a go. If you fail, go again. So um, just keep setting goals and you can reach them. Um, I would say also build your communication skills, take charge, um, put your hand up. That's what they like to look for, you know, leadership and also, yeah, conflict um, resolution. So that kind of stuff. And it's great to see that you both really had those, that customer service experience, volunteering, putting your hand up for leadership roles. And it's great to see you both here today. So thank you so much for joining me. And it's been really interesting to hear about your experiences. Next episode, Senior Constable Penny Lee and PSO Vicky Scroopers will be joining me to talk about the importance of diversity in Victoria Police. You've been listening to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. For more information on the recruitment process or how to apply, please visit the Victoria Police Careers website at www.policecareer.vic.gov.au.